The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We're ranking middle infielders, second base, and shortstop. We're also going to talk about our must-haves and some other baseball news as well. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Welcome into the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com and Righteous Felon Jerky. I'm your host, Vince Stover, and today, as I am normally, I am joined by the one and only senior fantasy baseball writer for BellyUpFantasySports.com, Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? We are doing good out here in uh, the great state of Texas, and, uh, you know, spring training underway, games underway, so it's time to get excited about some baseball, so I'm really looking forward to tonight's show. Yeah, it's going to be a great show, as a matter of fact, and uh, looking forward to it. This I'm is our third. That. It's confirmed. <laughs> That's right. Third, third edition of this program. If you missed the past episodes or rank catchers and corner infielders, you can go back and listen. Uh, to if you just look up the Sports Stove podcast, you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts, or you can go back wherever you're watching us live as well and catch those past shows. We want to do say we want to say hello to our live viewers watching us on the Sports Stove YouTube page and the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page as well, and of course all those listening in at a later time via podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or again wherever you get your podcasts at. And uh, today it's all Vince, all Kevin. Uh, no guests today. We're going to carry the show today, Kevin. Uh, the the fans right. have spoken. No they said no they said we want more of Vince and Kevin, and so okay. we said okay, we're going to give it. To we're them. here to give everyone what they asked for. So. That's right. Give the people. Well, we're stealing that from somebody else, but give the people. Yeah, what they know, want. I tried to change that up a little bit because that you know a lot of people <laughs> say that, and uh, we're here to give the people what they want. Is you know what? Kevin? We give the people property. what they need. That's right. Yeah. That's right. What they need, because what you need is not necessarily what you want. So. That is true. That's a good <laughs> life lesson for all you young people uh, right. watching us today. Hey, Kev, let's get into our first uh, first segment of the day. It's our fantasy burner. All right, Kev, our fantasy burner topic today is a pretty simple one. The must-have player, the guy that you are trying to get in every fantasy league you're in, we're going to go a batter and a hitter um, that we're going to do everything in our power to get on our teams uh, this season. Let's start with batter. Who's the batter you have to have on all your fantasy teams this year? Well, you know, Vince, I, I kicked this around a lot and, and and you know, said, no, no, I don't think that's him. But the guy that I'm looking at is one that we've already spoken about way back on our first episode, and that is uh, Kansas City Royals' MJ Melendez, mm. who is a catcher who's masquerading as an outfielder. <laughs> and so I had him last year, and he is a guy that you can get later in your draft, and he's a guy that's going to be in your lineup every single day almost because he's in the outfield or he'll be behind the plate a few times. And so on my fantasy teams, I only want one catcher. 
Right. And, and you know, because even though there are some players, and we talked about that before, where they're, the catcher position is, is pretty, you know, surprisingly deep this year. But even so, I want a guy who is not going to be out of the lineup three days a week. And most catchers are. And I can have him, and he's a guy that batted leadoff for the Royals last year, and he's a guy that has 20 home run potential, and I really, really like him to be in my lineup. Plus, he's, you know, he he can bat from the left side, so that uh, you know the whole shift thing that we've spoken of before is going to benefit him. And so for the batter position. MJ Melendez, Kansas City Royals, is the guy that I want to see if I can get on my team. Yeah, I like that pick. I, for me, I, I have to have a catcher in my lineup every day. And so if I get one of those catchers that is going to be an everyday guy, like a Dalton Varsho would be another guy like that, then I can live with one. If I don't get one of those guys and I wait on catcher, I'm going to end up getting two on my team. And I do that in every league I'm in because I don't want I don't I hate having a day where I got nobody in the slot. So I'm going to hold a second catcher. Uh, but a guy like Melendez, a guy like Varsho, if you get those guys, um, obviously, and that's part of your strategy, uh, then you don't have to get a second catcher on your right. roster. Yeah, I could see, you know, uh, Dalton Varsho, but you're going to have to give up too early a draft pick to me True. To, to get him. Yeah, I, I would love to have him. I had him in one of my other leagues, but uh, that was a value play. That is not the case this year. So <laughs> I am not planning on getting Dal- Dalton Varsho because I'm not going to pull the trigger in the you know, fifth, sixth, seventh round for a catcher. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. My guy this year is going to be Eloy Jimenez uh, with the White Sox. Okay. I'm all in on, on uh, these White Sox outfielders. And I think the value is really good on him. A lot of people are out on him. He's had injury issues and things yeah. like that. And for me, though, as, as I'm looking through these, these positions, outfield is one of those things that you can get some guys late in the draft Third that game. have a ton of potential. Now, it's going to be hit or miss, right? You might strike out on this one. But for me, Jimenez is a guy that I can get late in the draft. In every single draft I'm in, I can get a good value on him. And I can put a guy that if he stays healthy, is going to be a top, I think, top 15 uh, outfielder if he stays healthy. Um, and uh, so I'm all in on Jimenez this year. I like I like the White Sox guys. And there's a number of White Sox guys I like this year. But Eloy Jimenez is the guy that I say, you know what? I'm going to try to get him on every team I'm on as my third outfielder, maybe fourth outfielder, depending on how the draft falls. Any thoughts on him? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I think it's safe to say that you don't have to worry about me rushing over and picking him. <laughs> right, and that's why he's a value pick, because I can get him really late. I was late. looking at him, and I was like, that's just – if I'm going to reach for a Chicago player, it's one we already talked about, and that's Vaughn. Yeah. and Because uh, yeah, he's the first baseman slash outfielder, and I'm really high on him. He's another guy that I thought, well, maybe I'd talk about, but uh, I decided not to. So let's go to pitchers, and I'll go first on this one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to kind of do a curveball on this one uh, for you, Kevin. Originally, my thought was Corbin Burns, uh, but he had the arbitration issue with the Brewers. He's not happy in Milwaukee. That scares me. It's not to say I won't draft him, but that one scares me a lot. He might have a down year, or he might get traded in the middle of the year, and and, and that might be a good thing. Who knows? But I'm going to actually go to a, a side of pitching that we don't talk about a whole lot, and that's closers. 
Okay. And uh, I'm going to go out and get Devin Williams in every single draft I'm in. And okay. it's a little bit of a homer pick here. But Devin Williams last year was the setup guy until Hater gets traded. And that Hater trade just shook the whole locker room. Nobody it was did. ready for it. But Devin Williams is a phenomenal baseball player, a great pitcher. And I think everything's going to come to fruition this year for him as the closer in Milwaukee. They should have a good enough team to win a bunch of games this year. Uh, they'll be in competition with St. Louis for sure. Uh, but uh, he's a guy that I look at and say, okay, people want Edwin Diaz. People want uh, Emmanuel Classe. I want Devin Williams on my team. And so I think I can get him at a decent value this year uh, because he's not the first guy going off the board and yeah. uh, as a closer. Or even the second. Yeah, correct. So I think I can get a good value on him. And as a Brewers fan, I want him on my team as well. So Devin Williams is my pitcher. Um, there's lots of good starting pitchers that I'm intrigued by, uh, but I didn't want to give away my sleeper for next week. So I didn't I didn't go that <laughs> route. Or not next week, in a couple weeks. But anyways, who's your pitcher you got to have on your roster this year? Well, I I you know I went around and around on this one as well. And uh, I decided to stay home in the state of Texas with my pick. And Jake that and is... No. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> my pick is... The Texas Rangers, John Gray. Oh my goodness. That sounds like you absolutely disapprove of that. Uh, John Gray, just like you said with Eloy Jimenez, John Gray is on my do not draft list. Okay. Um, I so don't let me John tell Gray you why he's on my draft list. All right. So Give it to me. as you mentioned, you know, he had some injury issues last year, but when he pitched, he pitched pretty well. And uh, he was, uh, I got it all right here. He was seven and seven, three, nine, six ERA, 1.13 whip. And so I think that he is going to be healthy this year. And he is a guy that's going to pitch kind of in uh, maybe three spot in their, in their, in their rotation. And so he's not going to be under a whole lot of pressure that, but he, even if he was, he's a veteran guy. And I think that finally the cloud of Colorado is going to, you know, the sun's going to shine through and, uh, and, and, and the Rangers ballpark is no longer the hitting terror that it once was. And so I like him as a late round guy that you can go out and get. And if it doesn't work out, it's not going to be that detrimental to your team because you didn't give that high draft pick for him. And so I think that if he's on the, let's say, because unlike a lot of guys, and you know this about me, I starting pitchers is where it's at with me. Mm -hmm. And so if you're on a staff of nine and he made me, let's say he's my number seven starter, I think you got a pretty solid staff working yeah. if, if that's the case. And I agree with you. He, him not being in Colorado, you call it a cloud. I call it a stank. He has a okay. stank in Colorado. All right. You know, yeah. So you know, he turned some fan on, and you know, get rid of that smell. And <laughs> and uh, so you know, and uh, like I said, he was he was the number two guy, right, for the Rangers last year, and so that didn't work out quite so well. But he's going to, I think, slide back a little bit, and and, and let you know Evaldi and let. You know, Mr. Injury Prone, you know, get all the press and everything else. And so I think that's going to work out well for him this year. Yeah. And I'm in, I'm in other leagues with people who like to get him as well. 
Um, I just, uh, for me, he's a guy I don't even, I don't want to touch him. And so I, I, when I see him like coming up, you know, in the draft and it's like his name is there sliding towards the top of the best available list, I get excited because I know somebody's going to draft him, and that means somebody I want still going to be there. <laughs> so, so I always look forward to that, but I, so, you're right. So you're right. Be something to look at when our yeah. draft is ongoing. Yeah. And so if he's sliding back there, as I predict, he will. Yeah, he and, will. And uh, yeah. you can say, okay, who after Kevin takes him can I get? So, yeah, and we're gonna lock that into your mind. We're gonna find out who that is in our league watches our show uh, when we get to our draft because That's right. <laughs> we're gonna see a guy get taken around a early that that we said we're gonna draft those guys, and we're gonna know they listen to our show. Uh, and and we'll see, we'll see it, we'll see if they're paying attention uh or not but nonetheless and actually at the end of this program today we're going to set our draft order for our our uh fantasy baseball league uh belly up fantasy baseball league that we're doing again this year and uh, we'll do that at the end of the program so those who don't care can shut off the, the 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 podcast or the show whatever when we get to that point all right there you go that's our fantasy burner this week as we talked about the guys we gotta have on our team and that brings us to the next segment of our show it's our call to the pin Our call to the pin is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up the supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. Visit RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code BELLYUP and you get 15% off your purchase. Again, that's RighteousFelon.com. And you get 15% off your purchase with the promo code belly up. And, uh, and I, I'll tell you what, again, I'm on record saying, I love the tech. I like the taste too. I love the texture of this jerky, righteous felon jerky and, uh, and encourage everyone to go. If you like jerky, yeah. go give it a try. Yeah. Righteous felon. That should take you to the site just to see what that's all about. So that's right. That's right. They've got, oh, they got spicy. They've got non-spicy. They've got some unique jerkies. Non-spicy is the way Lots to go with me. Otherwise, <laughs> it, you know, it's not going to go well. Yeah. I'm going to try to get them on somebody from Righteous Felon. Try to get them on the show uh, okay. here at some point this year that as would well. That awesome. And see, see what they have to say about their product as well. But uh, this is the segment. We typically have a guest today. We do not have a guest, uh, but... Uh, we just talk about general Major League Baseball news, and there was some news this week. Manny Machado signs 11-year, $350 million deal uh, to more than likely end his career in San Diego. Um, I mean, we've talked about these long contracts before, so let's start with let's start with Manny Machado and San Diego and what San Diego's doing because they're rumored to be in the Otani hunt next year as well. Um, they bring in Xander Bogarts this year. They, uh, they've got Fernando Tatis coming back. They got Juan Soto last year. They've got a pitching staff as well. Um, and what do you think? Not don't, don't worry about the long-term thing yet. So what do you think about Manny Machado and, uh, and San Diego kind of tying up this core group, hopefully for a while? Well, when it comes to a guy like Manny Machado, he definitely comes across as a guy that if he's not on your team, you absolutely despise the man. Yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely despise him. But it seems to me that if he's on your team, then you are enjoying life. 
it seemed that way in uh, when he was on the Orioles and when he was on the Dodgers for a short time. And now he's down in San Diego. And so I think that uh, I'd like to know what uh, where they're, uh, the Padres are storing all this money that right. they're signing all these guys. I know that they've got a great ballpark. I've been to that ballpark. It's outstanding. But I just – they're blowing the doors off of their uh, – uh, you know, their payroll yeah, going way beyond what they've ever done before. And all I can say is this has had better work for the Padres, all this stuff that they're doing. Otherwise, there's going to be some guys that are probably going to be out on uh, a highway, you know, thumbs out saying, hey, take me home. <laughs> and so, you know, as as a Dodgers guy, you know, I don't know how exactly I feel about this. <laughs> and so I think they're trying to out Dodger even the you know the Yankees. Sure. And so that never really worked out well for them until they got to the point in the in the 90s where they started bringing their own players in there and that's when the whole thing took off really. Then they just kind of added it around to that. So just because you have all these high priced talent and you have to also wonder where where are you going to play all these guys? You only have so many positions on your team. Somebody's going to get left out, and someone's going to be going. Man, you know, I, I, I'm not getting what I thought I was going to get when I came here. The so, nice thing about baseball is now you could be lower down the order, but generally speaking, you're going to get your at bats. You're going to get your opportunities, and if you hit well, you're going to get moved up if you're lower in the order, and all that kind of stuff uh, as well. Right now. The projected lineup to start the season, uh, according to fan graphs, is Xander Bogarts in the leadoff spot, Juan Soto uh, at two, Machado three, Cronworth four, Nelson Cruz at five, Matt Carpenter at six, uh, Hassan Kim at seven, Trent Grisham eight, and Austin Nola at nine. Obviously, when Tatis is uh, activated and everything, he's going to jump in there uh, probably for... Uh, Cruz some, probably for ha uh, Hassan Kim some. Uh, well, actually, probably for Trent Grisham <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, and then they got a pitching staff, though, too. Uh, Hugh Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell, Michael Waka, and Nick Martinez. Seth Lugo also could be in there. Emma Martinez will fight for that last rotation spot. Um, Josh Hader's their closer as well. They got a deep team. Like They, they do. They, they've got a deep team. And... The only thing to get – well, not the only thing, but Nelson Cruz, bat number five when the dude's, what, 47 years old now or whatever? 40, 42, oh. yeah. Okay. Almost 43. Okay. And um, he, he he was a holy terror with the bat. Right. But last year, that, you know, went to sleep. Right. And so I am not buying Nelson Cruz as the number five hitter in anybody's lineup, especially Agreed. that one. Yeah. And I think that's going to come crashing to the ground real early on, especially, like you said, when uh, Mr. Uh, hurt my wrist and all that gets <laughs> into the lineup. And so uh, hopefully nobody's investing in Nelson Cruz. That's why I'll just say that. And Tatis' suspension ends on April yeah. the 20th. Yeah, 20 uh, games in, so that's not so bad. Right. Right. And so uh, it'll be interesting when we talk about him, who – and where are they going to draft him in, yeah. in, in fantasy drafts? Yeah. 
and no, that'll be a conversation. You can't put them on your IR spot for 20 games. Correct. Yeah. And I have a feeling that will not be me. I yeah, will not be drafting. When we get to our rankings, we'll talk yeah, about that. we're going to get that. in there. I don't want to get too far. You know, people <laughs> like, well, we already talked about it, so we don't need to listen any further. But. We will definitely talk about that because he's in one of our rankings, meaning he's not in the other one of our rankings. So, Ooh, uh, so a, we'll have, yeah, what yeah. a, you know, okay, a preview right there. That, <laughs> there that you go. the appetite. Stick after. around a little bit longer for that one. But, uh, uh, you know, Vince, it's interesting that you brought up Manny Machado because I don't know if you saw he was the first batter in spring training to get a strike called on him because he wasn't in the box in yeah. time. And uh, and he's also one of the ones who's complaining the loudest about new rules and all that stuff. And we've already been through all that. And, uh, and I, I've been seeing online and, and everything else. There's a lot of guys. And I'm, I'm a baseball purist. Right. right. Okay. Even I say get in the box and hit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Get yeah. in the box and hit and we won't have this problem. And uh, I've watched a few of these games over the weekend of baseball. And it seems to me on a small sample size that these games already are going much faster than they have in the past. And so I, I think this is something that's going to work. So. Well I hope so. Did you see or did you watch the Braves Red Sox game? I was going to get ready. I was going to bring okay. that up as well because you had the first game end on a strike called when the bases loaded, two outs, two strikes, and the game ended because it was minor league, you know, not minor league, but it was spring training. So they didn't go extra innings, but the game was called because he didn't get in the, in, in the, in the box and, and he had the third strike called him and everybody went home and yeah. people were all upset about that, but get in the box. <laughs> it's not that hard a concept. Get in there, get ready and take your hats. And it looked like he thought he was getting the automatic base because he thought the pitcher was late. Um, but the umpire called him out uh, for not being in the box. Right. I did not see the game. You I just got eight seconds to throw the ball. So, mm -hmm. and, and, and I don't know the guy's name. I saw it, but I, I don't know what it is, but it seems to me he was a rather young player. So he ought to be fully immersed in the, <laughs> in the rules. Unlike right. some of these other, you know, Machado for instance, and guys like that. So it's going to be interesting to see what's, I think that they'll get to all this straightened out by the end of spring training. Right. And then when, when things get really going on and, and, you know, you mentioned the Braves and that's something else because they've got problems with their pitchers. Even mm -hmm. before that happened, right. I saw that their, their pitchers are having problems getting, the, you know, getting the wind up going when they have to and all that. And then now their hitters are having problems. So Braves are a team to keep your eyes out for, I think, because that that's a team that everybody's expecting to play well and right. they should. And uh, they can't afford to let something as small as a you know fifteen second clock trip them up. Yeah, and it's interesting. I'm interested to see these pitchers that had those weird wind ups, uh, the swinging the arms and the yeah. extra little movements. They can't do that anymore. Um, it, it'll be called balk if they do it now. So they're going to have to be smarter about it, shorter on those kinds of things as well. Um, it's going to be intriguing. Hopefully, spring training is enough time for all these guys to figure it out 
And so when we get into regular real games, we're not dealing with another month of guys trying to figure it out. Um, you know, the World Baseball Classic is affecting this a little bit with guys that are That's playing right. in that. Um, and they're using the rules from last year. Um, but I, I mean, I, I would assume guys have been working on this. I would assume this is not a all yeah, of this a sudden is not something that they announced two weeks before spring training. So everybody knew this was going to happen. So yeah. pitchers and hitters both should be well versed in in this. And uh, it's just interesting to me. The veterans are the ones that are over there crying. That's not surprising at all. <laughs> well, yeah, because they like, they like their routines, which right. is kind of one of the problems of baseball. Right. And so these guys need to get out of these routines and, and just simply play ball. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Hey, we got uh, – let's get right to our rankings. How does that sound? Okay. All right. So don't forget, visit RighteousFelon.com. Promo code BELLYUP. Uh, that gets you your jerky at 15% off. Let's head into our third segment of the day, the Fantasy Focus. <laughs> I have a feeling this conversation is going to go a little ways, so we're going to we're going to take a look at our <laughs> rankings today, and we're going to start off with second base. And I was listening back to our episode last week, and I probably did not do a great job doing this for our podcast listeners. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, you probably didn't have an issue with this, but our podcast listeners couldn't see the graphic on the screen, so I apologize to you all. Um, second base rankings, I'm going to give you both of our lists, and then we'll discuss them. Kevin's got Altuve, Simeon, Albies, Arias, Chisholm, Jimenez, Andres Jimenez from Cleveland, Tommy Edmond at seven, Jorge Polanco eight, Glaber Torres at nine, and Brandon Lowe from Tampa at 10. We both have Altuve and Simeon and Albies and Arias as our top four. That's where it changes briefly. I've got Jake Cronworth, who's not on Kevin's list. I got him at number five, Tommy Edmond six. Andres Jimenez at seven, Jazz Chisholm all the way down at eight, Gleyber Torres at nine, and Cattell Marte broke into my top 10 as well at number 10. I am a Marte believer, and he's failed me and failed me and failed me, uh, <laughs> but I still put him at number 10 on this list. But let's start at the top because, Kevin, we both have the same top four players. Um, and for me, it's the top three and then a slight drop off to number four. But um, uh, I love the top three. Uh, I know you like the top two, I believe. But uh, why don't you kind of break uh, down this top four? Okay, so Ozzy Albies, if he can stay healthy, is a top second baseman. Yeah. And uh, he didn't have any problems until last year. So I think he's going to be fine with that. So I would not be surprised if Ozzy Albies turns out to be the best value, you know, maybe the best guy – Fantasy-wise, at second base, I would not be surprised at all about that. And uh, as far as uh, Jose Altuve, you know, you, you mentioned that you're not into a lot of Houston guys last week. But if you're talking about second baseman, who else are you going to have besides Jose Altuve? Right. There's no one else. Right. That's how, you know, I guess the chasm, it, it, we could talk about it from Jose Altuve to everybody else. He's by far stands out as the second base of choice if you uh you know if you want to want him you're gonna have to give up a high draft pick with second round I, pick right I think so which I'm not probably not gonna be willing to do that I agree so I don't think that I'm gonna wind up with any 
uh, shares of Jose Altuve on my team. But even so, he is the best second baseman. And anywhere you look at it, um, the, he hit 300. He hit 28 home runs. He played 141 games. So, you know, the age thing apparently is not an issue so far. And uh, he scored 103 runs. So, and 87 strikeouts, which, you know, when it comes to baseball, when we're talking about second base shortstops, you have a guy who hits 14 home runs and strikes out 187 times. <laughs> uh, I'm real tired of seeing that. So when you get a guy who plays second base shortstop that doesn't strike out a lot, that increases his value. And so I really like that about him. And um, so he had 18 stolen bases, which is kind of down for him, but I think that's going to come up with the new oh, rule. Yeah. yeah. So. When you look at this, right, uh, let's see. He has a 329 lifetime batting average of balls in play. So when he puts the ball in play, good things happen. And he's he's 32, which is not ancient. So I'm blowing the world with him at, at, at number one. Marcus Simeon, I know, killed early on a lot of fantasy teams a year ago. He didn't hit his first home run until I think it was, what, middle of May. It was late, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember Dan was talking about because Dan drafted him, but that didn't stop him from making the playoffs and ultimately winning the championship. Winning the championship. So yeah. that did not cripple him altogether, but he got it together in the second half and still hit 26 home runs. And uh, he will not get off to such a slow start this year. So I like him a lot. And we talked about Ozzy Albies and Luis Arias is a guy who. People are down on him when I look at the rankings. He's not number four in anybody else's rankings, but you or I. Yeah. So. I'll tell you what, second base rankings, if you look at other people, who's all wrong, by the way, but if you look at all other wrong. people. That's uh, right. All wrong. These are the right answers. Second base right is weird. Um, I see Tommy Edmond up there at number four on a lot of people's list. Um, I see Jazz. I like Tommy Edmond. But I don't like him that much. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I think maybe number seven. You got him at, at six. Maybe yeah. that's about right, I guess. But I thought you could probably drop him down even a little bit lower and still be okay. Yeah, Arias. Listen, he's a great major league baseball player. I'm not sure he's going to be a great fantasy player this year. But neither is anybody else at second no. base. So, so he is, he is, none of these other guys are the defending, you know, batting champion. Right. And right. so he is a guy I think that, uh, and he's not in a good Miami you know, lineup as he was in Minnesota, but it's not terrible. Right. And I think that he is, he's going to get on base and he's going to do some things if you're looking for power, which if you're looking for power, second base ain't it to begin with. And so, yeah. If Luis Arias and I've done some fantasy, you know, mock drafts, and he is falling in a lot of the mock drafts I've done. Hmm. And if I'm sitting there and I see him falling like he has, I'm going to swoop in. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Now. Second and first, I believe. Yeah, and so I like that a lot. Yeah, I'd love to see him seventh, eighth round, something like that. I don't know that he'd go that far down, but. Um, that'd be a great spot to grab him at a huge value. I think there too, Altuve, like, I, I love what you said about Altuve best player, unquestionably best second baseman, but 
I don't want to take him in the second round. I I don't mind taking a second baseman in the third round if it's the right guy. I think Alvin has been so consistent in his career. Um, and at the end of the day, he's he had one bad year and he was injured all of it. So I think you have to write that off. I think Simeon's going to have a really good year this year too. I probably prefer to have Albies out of those three, but um, that being said, if Altuve dropped, I'd be happy to have him. But he does not. He does not drop very far. It He's not going to drop. He's not. And dropping. my dad, my dad's in two leagues that I'm in. He loves Altuve. Likes him on his team. He's a keeper in in one league as well. So. You know, I know where that's going to go. And then I think you spoke well on Arias as well. So let's move down the list. You got Chaz Chisholm at five. I've got him at eight. I know you like his, what it will be, position availability here as well. Right. I'm I'm an anti-Jazz guy, although he should steal a ton of bases this year. Right. Um, how, how much do you love Jazz? Um, I, I think that maybe him moving to the outfield, maybe that's a good thing. Then maybe, you know, moving around a little bit will we'll, – keep his, uh, you know, hamstrings stretched out or whatever, you know. And so I think he's going to be playing. And, and it's, it's weird that we talk about, you know, we got two second base from, from Miami on, a, right. on on both our teams. But when he gets that outfield uh, qualification and in and, and our league, we still have the middle infield and, you know, all that. And uh, so he qualifies all over the place to be in your lineup. So, He's a guy that he's going to be running. He's going to be out, you know, in the lineup most, almost every game. And so if I was to get him, I would be happy with that. And maybe if he got hurt, then I'd say, oh, well, oh, well. <laughs> but he's a guy that I'm willing to take a chance on because his upside is higher than these dudes that are coming up behind him to me. Yeah. See, for me, Jazz is another guy I don't draft. Um, I think he's incredibly talented, and if he stays healthy, he can be a really good player. I don't trust he's going to stay healthy, and for that reason, it's just not worth my time and my picks. So I don't draft Jazz uh, Chisholm. I had him in a league uh, when he broke onto the scene, I guess, in a Yahoo league I was in, um, and it worked out fine. But at the end of the day, I just I don't want him on my team, and I know someone else will take him, and more than likely, someone will reach for him. Um, because he's kind of got that, he's that flashy kind of player and people, you know, that don't pay a lot of attention go, Oh, I've heard of that guy. He's been on interviews and things like that. I'll draft that guy. So for me, again, it allows me to get another guy I want knowing that someone else is going to take jazz Chisholm, um, where I can go ahead and skip on him and get somebody else, someone else I desire. Um, I'm going to come back to Jake Cronworth in a minute, but you and I both have Tommy Edmond and Andres Jimenez. Uh, here in these six, seven spots, we have them flipped. And here's my philosophy on these. Tommy Edmonds, the safe pick. Andres Jimenez is the potential breakout pick. And yeah. uh, and so if you want to go safe, you're going to go Tommy Edmond. If you want potential breakout, you're going to go Jimenez. And because he was uh, a big prospect when he came up in Cleveland. He sure was. And he was kind of disappointing. But I think that's going to turn around this year. So I personally would probably rather have Jimenez on my team, but I've got Edmund ranked just above him. I think they're in the same group, same tier. Um, uh, but for me, I like breakout players, potential breakout players better than safe players. Um, what's your mindset with Jimenez and Edmund? Well, when it comes to, you know, you said that, uh, you know, he was kind of disappointing, but even when he's disappointing, he hits 293 with 17 home runs, 20 stolen bases and caught just three times. Yeah. 
Yeah. And true. so when you when when you're in the Cleveland and um, Guardians, I'll make sure I say yeah. that correctly. And uh, their lineup is going to be pretty good, I think. And so yeah. he's going to have every opportunity, every opportunity to 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 score, to drive and run. And so uh, I really like him. And he's only 24 and a left-hand hitter. Yep. And so when when I was thinking about him and, and Edmund, that left-handed hitter is what pretty much slid him up in, in that spot and the uh, upside. And so if I get Andre Jimenez at second base, I think I'm going to be pretty happy with that and uh, not worry about second base a whole lot for the year. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I like him a lot. Um, he's a guy I considered as my got to have on all my teams kind of guy. Um, yeah. He's a guy that'd be happy to get, uh, but he is a little bit of a wild card at the same time. Uh, so I didn't go that direction with that choice, but I like him and I think he's going to be good this year. We've got one more player that both of us have on our list. And it's Glaber Torres uh, with the Yankees. A lot of, I tell you what, you want to talk about value picks. People are afraid of Torres because he's had too. rough years <laughs> You're afraid yeah, of him. Right? I, I think it's going to be a good year for him. I was badly yeah. by Gliber Torres a couple of years ago. Yeah. And so when I was putting him down, I kind of had to hold my nose <laughs> while I was doing it. And I'm like, I cannot believe that I'm writing Gliber Torres' name down yeah. at number nine. But having said all that, when I look at him, Gliber Torres played 140 games a year ago. So that takes that, as you mentioned, stink off of him. And he hit 24 home runs. And uh, the only thing I'd like, because they only walked 39 times, that is a huge problem. And while he that, – that knocks him down, that's why he's at the number nine spot, because he doesn't walk. Yeah. And you want a second baseman to me that, that walks, because that – you know, you get a point for every walk. Yeah. And so no, that's, that's an issue to me. He only had 10 stolen bases. That'll probably increase – Agreed. But uh, he's not the lefty hitting guy, so no no shift helps him. And so, and let's see, uh, da, 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 I, I, and he's only 26. Yeah, he's So young. he can yeah. still do it. And, um, but like I said, I actually had to almost force myself to write his name down because Honestly. Uh, he, he could be pretty sure Gliber Torres will not wind up on my team. Yeah, he would have to be very late, and I need needing a second baseman for me to consider him. I well, I looked at these guys. For me, again, I'm not drafting Jazz, but I I couldn't leave him out of my top ten. For me, though, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, maybe even fourteen on the second yeah. base list. They're all the same player. Um, like you, it, they're all just fine. Okay, whatever. None of them are great. Maybe some of them have breakout potential, but ultimately, these are guys that. If you end up with this guy as your second baseman, you're going, well, I missed out on second base, and maybe he maybe he'll have a year, and if not, I'll cut him and pick up somebody else that's having a year. <laughs> you know, it's right. Well, that's I'm not excited about be, the nine ten spot. Yeah, that's what you kind of have to have that mindset, unless you do wind up with Jose Altuve or Simeon, one of those guys, to you know take your guy, and then if it doesn't work out, there's going to be somebody who you're like during the season. Where'd that guy come from? Right. And so, as you mentioned, don't you get past five, maybe even four, right? Yeah. Doesn't really matter anymore. So whoever you get, you get. If it works out, great. If not, 
move up. Yeah, I, I'd be okay with any of my top seven, but my four, five, six, seven guys, I'd need to get much later in the draft. Um, you got Jorge Polanco at eight. I considered him in this nine ten spot as well. I think he fits right in there. Uh, I'm I'm afraid of Minnesota in a bad way, like fantasy afraid. I I am scared Minnesota is not going to produce much this year. Um, so I'm kind of fading away from Minnesota for the most part. They got a pitcher I like, but for the most part. But Polanco's a guy again. You get down late in the draft, you need a second baseman. And he's there. And he's a starter. Yeah, and so you know. Um, and let's see, because I have them all that Fantasy Pros has them ranked, and uh, they uh, have him at uh, 124th overall. Okay. And so at 124 overall, that means That's in our 10-man round. round, you're getting him at the 12th round or so. Yeah. And if you can get him at 12, that's pretty good value to me. Agreed. And, you know, if he's going earlier than that, 10 or so, then no. Right. But Polanco, he's a guy who, who has done it. Yeah. And maybe not so much last year, but he still played 104 games. He had some injury issues. And so, uh, and he's a switch hitter. I like that. And so, if I wind up with Jorge Polanco on my team, which I had last year, but once he got hurt, I had to, you know, send him to the to the farm, so to speak. Torres was a turd last year, Mike Brown said. <laughs> my, okay. Thanks for viewing, I don't know Mike. about all that. He was a turd <laughs> the year before that. Okay. <laughs> hey, Mike's in our league. Uh, Mike, Mike's yeah. the co-founder of Belly Up Sports. We appreciate your support, Mike. Uh, that's, right. and that's, that's the thing I like about it. We talked about it, right, Kevin? There are guys who absolutely hate guys like Torres, who absolutely hate guys um, like Ozzy Albies because yeah. they got burned I'm off. Not, like I said, it was almost like I said, you almost had to put a gun to my head, put yeah. him on this list. But but it's guys who have them and have a bad experience. And example, exhibit A. Professional input. <laughs> I had him last year. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So so there it is. You get a guy that's on your team you hate, and I'm that way with several guys that I'm like, you know what? I'm never touching them again. They okay. they killed me. I'm not doing it. Well, we got Brandon you know, Lowe as number you, ten. And okay. I considered him at 10 as well. Another guy that yeah. I kind of wrestled myself with a little bit because he had some injury issues as well. And uh, But the guy is capable of hitting 30 home runs. Right. And so at number 10, and he's at 146th ranked by Fantasy Pros. And so if you get him in, let's say, the 14th round, now sure. we're talking some value. Yeah. And if he returns to what he was in the past, because uh, he only played 65 games, so no one's rushing out to get Brandon Lowe. Correct. Okay, so if he falls that far, <laughs> I think that that would be a, a solid selection in round 14, Brandon Lowe. Because, like I said, he's a guy who's capable of hitting 30 home runs, and he's a left-handed hitter, and he's only 28 years old. Yeah, I like his so, brother better in Texas. Um but I'd take him in around 16. He'd have to fall a little further than than that for me. Um, okay. But and that but, might happen. Yeah, that I agree. Happen. Yeah. Uh, I got Ketel Marte at 10. I like what Arizona's doing. A lot of young guys. They do. A lot. They've and got I some think young guys, especially in the outfield that we'll talk about in another episode. Yeah. I like their lineup and what they're doing down there. Yeah. So Marte's a guy I'll take a swing on. But again, it's got to be late in the draft. But let's talk about Drake Cronworth. He's not on your list. He's number five on my list. So for to not be on your list, be number five on my list, 
to me, this is a guy that provides you consistency at a position as well. Um, I'm, uh, I don't have it in front of me. I think he has multiple position eligibility. Yeah. He has um, second yeah. base. I, cause I checked cause some of these other things have him, you know, listed as other places, but in, in ESPN leagues, he's listed at second and first. Okay. Okay. And, um, for a guy that's supposed to have as much talent as he has and only hit 240, that to me is an issue. And I can understand that. To me, I look at their lineup, and I think he's going to be doing that DH spot uh, where we talked about Cruz before. Um, I think he's going to get some opportunities to hit behind some guys. Uh, he can go a little further down in the lineup than where they have him listed right now. Uh, I think Cronworth is going to be this guy that is, again, he gives you um, he can, you can play second base, you can play middle infielder, you can play first base, you can play corner infielder. Um, and I believe he's going to get DH eligibility at some point in the season as well. So he's just going to open you some doors, um, give you some opportunity. And I like him better than Edmund. Uh, I don't think he has a, a higher ceiling than Jimenez, but, um, I just think that, that overall he's safer than Jimenez. Uh, and that's why I got him at five. I like him better than jazz. I like him way better than Gladbar Torres. And I like him way better than Cattel Marte. So, so for me, he had to be in that top that top seven. Okay. So, but I'm not willing to put forth the draft capital I think that you're going to have to put forth to get him. Okay. So that makes sense. That, do you have you that, don't have his ADP on you, do you? Uh let's see. Um I have let's see in fantasy pros. Well, that's not bad. It's 169. Yeah, so, so at 169, that might go into the uh, value that you were just talking about a little yeah, bit. I mean, I think it was Brandon Lowe. I don't think that's going to hold. He's going to go earlier than that 169. He will go earlier in our league. <laughs> yes, uh, in our league, that's 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 not going to hold. I I was not buying that, and uh, I'm glad I wrote it down, 169. I'm not buying it. And I think Let's he's going to go in the top 10 rounds, and I'm not willing to – I'm not going to do that. I'm not. Yeah, I like him in round 12. That's where I like him at, somewhere in that range. Um, which just saying something, right? When you're saying my fifth-ranked second baseman, I like him in round 12. So, <laughs> so it tells you a lot about my feelings on second base. Right. And I wrote an article this week on it. I have about him, too. Like I said, yeah. you can get any of these guys that are low – some of these guys are not even mentioning and you talked about Cattell Marte. I have him down as my value pick. Okay. Because he's ranked at 171st. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is a guy, like you said, he, he's a switch hitter. He hit uh, uh, just 240 as well. So, you know, he's good. But he's a young right. guy. Yeah. Not young. He's 29. I'm wrong. But, uh, but he's done it in the past. Yeah. And so, and not that long ago. So if. I can get him in the 16th round. Sure. Man, that's great value to me. Yeah. Great value. Yeah. If you miss on the top three or top four second baseman, you should not be drafting a second baseman until round 11 or below. I think so, too. And, and and I think it's safe to say there will be none of these top second basemen on my team. So I'm going to be in the yeah, same boat and, and waiting for somebody to float to me and Cattell Marte. Because he uh, last year, that was not the case. He was Correct. coming off a good season, and he was coming off the board, and he was a disappointment a year ago. Yes, that's he was. not going to be the case this year. Um, when uh, you said Marte's your value pick, who's your bust? 
my bus is Cronenworth. Okay. <laughs> and hey. so uh, I just think that that because I'm not like I said I'm not buying that he's going to be there after round ten, and uh, I'm not going to expend that early of a draft pick for a second baseman. That even though he's got dual eligibility, I just there's other positions I'm going to be looking to fill because I think I might be I don't want to give away too much of my draft strategy, but right. it might be some offensive guys going early this year, and so the pitching is going to have to catch up. Sure, I, I got think. Brandon Lowe as my bust, um, but okay. I mean, again, if you're getting them 14 round 16 somewhere in that range. It is what it is, but I think guys are going to draft them around round twelve, and to me, that's that that won't work out well for you. My uh, breakout or sleeper pick, and I hate to say it because I don't want anybody to know I like him. Okay, it's Jonathan India from Cincinnati. Okay. He had a that's great the guy one I year. Was looking at yeah, and, um, hitting in that that a great American ballpark mm -hmm. like wonders for him. So yeah, I could see that. I don't have him written down, so I don't know what his ADP is. Now, remember, last year I said don't draft a red, and That's I was right. right. I yeah, was you, you, right. Well, you you know, you could have probably put that banner up behind you That's because right. that turned out to be absolutely true. But this year uh, I've got some reds on my list, and Jonathan India is one of them. Um, he, is, he has been devalued because of the year he had last year. He's on a horrible team in Cincinnati as well. But Jonathan India is going to get his points in fantasy leagues. Yeah, I don't and, think they'll uh, be as terrible as they were a year. I don't see that's possible. First of all, but, yeah, uh, they might be. They're a bad team, but okay. nonetheless, that's who I've got as my sleep. Let's get the shortstops. That went longer than I thought it was going to go. Um, okay. Shortstops. Now these lists are interestingly different. All right, so let me read them for our podcast listeners. Kevin's got okay. Trey Turner, Bo Bichette, Bobby Witt Jr., Corey Seager at four, Tatis at five. Francisco Lindor at six, Swanson at seven, Carlos Correa at eight, Xander Bogarts at nine, and Wander Franco at 10. Uh, we have some of the same people, but slightly different orders. I got Turner at one, two. Turner, to me, is a top three fantasy pick this year. He's going uh, in the first round if he doesn't. Uh, oh, it's great. Um, a Lindor, I got Lindor number two, Bogarts three, okay. Seager four, Franco at five. You got him at 10. Willie Adamas at six, you don't have okay. in your top ten. Bobby, Witt, value I, I'm I'm lower on wit than a lot of people, but I got him at seven. Correa at eight. Bobashet at nine, and then at ten, I've got O'Neill Cruz, okay. Uh, okay. and we'll talk about that as well. Right, let's not spend time on Trey Turner because everybody knows he's the best. He's the best there is. He's the the greatest one you can get. He gives you everything. Uh, and he's in a great lineup as well. So Trey Turner, number one shortstop. I don't yeah. think that's question. Nobody needs to debate that. So. Okay, uh, let's see here. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Bichette next because I've got him at nine. You've got him at two. Two. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, I'm interested to hear why you have him clear down there like that because he gives you everything you could possibly want. Played 159 games, right? Hit 24 home runs, 93 RBIs, hit 290, and um. He, his strikeouts, maybe that's where you're going to head to on him. That's pretty high. But everything else, you have to like. He, he's he got a 347 career batting average of balls in play. So, you know, that that's elite. It and is. So when I saw that, I'm like, this guy is going to be able to keep on hitting. And he's hitting in a Toronto lineup where you know, they're going to mash. And so that's why, and he's young. 
and I put him at number two. I think it that that that's a I, possibility. I might wind up with him. I think that shortstop is incredibly deep, and I would be perfectly happy yeah. with any of the ten guys on my list, which is rare in all the other positions, with yeah. maybe the exception of yeah. outfielder. I I think any of these top ten on my team, I'm pretty happy with. So Bo Bichette being at number nine is not so much me a knock on Bichette because I'm pretty high on these shortstops. And I think yeah. they're all going to be very, very good fantasy players. To me, Bichette is the guy that has that potential to bust. Um, he's not my bust, but I he's that guy that to me goes, okay, they should be great, but will they be great? And so I've actually knocked him down more so because I like the guys above him more than I like him. Not as much, even really a knock on him. He does strike out too much, but other guys do too. So at the end of the day, for me, it's a crowded, it's a crowded position. It and is. I don't have I, I got I got Trey Turner number one and then a small drop off. And then I think really the next the next eight guys. So for me, two through nine, I think they're all in the same tier. Um, and all really close in in value, in my opinion. Okay, that's fair. And um, so, uh, yeah, you, know. you got Lindor at six. I've got him at two. Um, but again, I just told you for me, two through nine is very, very close. Um, I think Lindor is going to have a good season. I think the Mets are going to have so a good too. season as a whole. And, um, fantasy pros has him as a number five second baseman. And so right about there is where I thought he definitely needed to be ranked. And so, uh, I think that, that he might come off the board earlier. And I'm willing to draft. I and agree. So with that. Knowing, yeah, knowing what you know, I mentioned Boba said it earlier, but uh, knowing what's sitting around there later on in the draft, shortstop, I'm, I, I might hold off on him on, on any of these guys. Yeah, Bobby Witt, we talked about um, at third base, so we're going to kind of pass on him for sake of time as well. Uh, Bogey, yeah. Xavier Bogart, Xander Bogarts, excuse me, uh, at San Diego. Uh, makes the move to San Diego again, a loaded lineup. Um, I really like him there in San Diego. I think it helps him out where he's at. Um, and maybe not as great of a park as where he was in Boston, but yeah. I think it's such a good team. I think Bogarts is going to have a really good year uh, in San Diego. Well, I hope, because even though he hit 307, still he hit only 15 home runs. Yeah. You expect more than, you know, in, in today's shortstop game. And 15 home runs. Let's see. He struck out 118 times, so he keeps that a little under control. So, I, you know, if and he, I think he's another guy that's probably going to go where you have him ranked. And so, I'm I'm not going to be you know looking to draft him that early. Yeah. And so, uh, that's that's kind of the way I feel about him. I think he's going to have a great year, and all these guys in San Diego could have a great year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so, in on San Diego. Um, Corey Seager, Texas. We already talked about his counterpart, Simeon. We're high on Simeon. We both got Seager at four, and I wanted to throw him lower. I just couldn't do it. Uh, couldn't so do I, it. I, I Left-handed hitter. And as yeah. we talked about one uh, earlier episodes, he's the guy who was affected the most by the shift of any player in baseball for the last two years. Not the case anymore. Yeah. And so uh, and he talked – to. About uh, being, you know, going to a new team and all that stuff, and that was pressing on him. And he's, you know, I live here, 
And so I could see, you know, he's his interviews or whatever. He he looks much more relaxed this year. So Corey Seager is a guy who looks to have a monster year. I mean, we'll come back to Tatis in a minute. Wander Franco, Kevin, I think Wander Franco is going to have a phenomenal year. Phenomenal okay. year. The only uh, reason why I have him at 10 is because simply be, he hasn't done it yet. Sure, and so that's sure. what's scaring me off. Just you know, He's been the top prospect, what, the last two years now? And it just hasn't come together. If he does it this year, that's awesome. But I'm I'm kind of well. Show me, yeah. Very show me, and then we'll, we'll we'll go from there. I'm all in. I draft him, and I send him a message and say, "You're on my team. I believe in you. Go do it." And he's gonna go do it. Um, Willie Thomas. I'm gonna cry if I don't get him on on my team. Okay. He's a keeper in I one know league. That's how you feel about it? And I, I have him. him down as my value second okay. base or a shortstop actually. Yeah. Um, they have him ranked number 87 overall. And so that's eighth round we're talking about. And uh, he won't he won't be in our league. <laughs> he could even go a little bit later than that. Ah, okay. He will not in our league. I will promise you he'll be gone okay. by 87 in our league. Okay. So <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, you look at him, right? Yeah. 31 homers and 98 RBIs. What more could you want from your shortstop? Right. And so if it wasn't for you in, in the league, I could see <laughs> Willie Adamas coming to Team Wilson. Yeah, I love Willie Adamas. I love him. He's a fun, he's fun to watch. He's fun to listen to. Um, and he's a really good baseball player. And if I wasn't a Brewers fan, I might not feel this way about Adamas, but I am a Brewers fan. So let my homerism right. come through a little bit. That's uh fine. Korea, we both got him at eight. He's in Minnesota. He had a weird well, off you season. Know, by- way of san francisco and the mets new york and, yeah <laughs> and you know puerto rico or wherever else he yeah. was visiting during He's the got season a lot to prove this year he does have a lot to prove and everybody was scared off by his in you know but he didn't have any injury so i am satisfied that he's going to play as he always has i am one of those people who's scared because if two teams passed on him now, but my deal is, is he's got another three years probably before that injury becomes a problem. Um, yeah. But but it does scare me, and I'd have to get him at a good value uh, probably before I picked him. But he's worthy yeah. of a top Getting ten. Getting him at a value is probably going to – that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Dansby Swanson in Chicago. I like Dansby Swanson. I think the Chicago Cubs got a good player in Swanson. I hate having Dansby Swanson on my fantasy team. Um, he's a guy I try to, I'll pick up because he's a lot of times on the waiver wire. Um, and he'll, he'll kind of get on a he's team. He's been on the waiver wire in our league. I know that. Yeah. And, um, but 162 games last year, 160 the year before. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to be in your lineup every day. He's consistent. That's the right word for it. Yeah. He's consistent. Um, O'Neill Cruz, I've got him at 10. I don't, how far out of the top 10 did you have him? I was... You would it wouldn't take much for you to convince me to put him on the top ten, and and but playing for the Pirates is, That's scary. is an issue yeah. for me. And he's a young guy, and and he's also you know seems like he uh, needs to keep his cool a little more. Because you remember he's the guy who hit the home run, and uh, no, that was his third base. Uh, cohort i think that did that that hit the home run and then didn't touch first oh yeah 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 no that wasn't cruz <laughs> yeah okay so but yeah so forget all that but cruz is a guy who 
he could be a, a you know a usable player that you might be able to wait around on. I don't have him as my value because, as I mentioned, I have Adamus as my yeah. value, but at one A value, one B value would be O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, I've got him as my my sleeper, my value, whatever you want to call it. Um, to me, he's going to end up being a top 10 shortstop this year. There's rumors he's going to actually start playing more center field, um, which would be neat as well and open up that that uh, eligibility. You know, my yeah. dad, he's in our league. He doesn't like picking guys that can only play in one position. He loves that versatility pick. I do too. Yeah. I do too. I love that. Cruz doesn't if, give if it you comes that. down to a guy who has dual eligibility – and they're about the same. The dual eligibility guy is going on my team every time. All right, let's get to Tatis. You got him number five. I didn't put him on my top ten list. He hasn't yeah, played I, I in hated a long time. Now listen, five. he's really young, and if he comes in healthy and doesn't get suspended for for cheating again, yeah. then yeah, he's going to be that. But there's no chance he's going to be on my team, despite the fact I ranked him at number five. Really? So that's interesting. I would, I'd love to have him on my team if I can draft him really, really late. But we're gonna have a guy like Miko who's gonna draft him, or somebody like that. He's gonna go out, or someone who doesn't pay attention and doesn't realize he's not playing for the first twenty games will draft him. But um, Tatis for me is a guy. He's just gonna have to be a value pick, or else I can't put him. I can't draft him if he's gonna miss twenty games. I, I can't do it. Right. And so I, 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 you know, it's one of those situations where I hated myself putting him there. And, uh, <clears throat> but you can't deny the talent. Correct. And, um, cause, uh, he's ranked four by fantasy pros. I thought, well, I'm not doing that. I just slid him back this one spot. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. like I said, there's zero chance Fernando Tatis winds up on my team this year. Cause there's just too much. You know, surrounding him, even when he is healthy. Yeah, if I got, if I have all my positions filled, and it's a bench spot, and he's there, I will draft him. But that means that I'm getting him in the last three rounds of the draft. Which um, not happening. I yeah, I really don't think it's going to happen. No. Um, and and if he doesn't get drafted, well, I think he'll get drafted. Uh, but I mean, if he gets dropped. After he gets drafted, he gets dropped. I, I might go out and, and, and stash him just because you never know who's going to get hurt. I mean, I got a keeper league that I've got Wander Franco and Willie Adamas in. Um, and if one of them gets hurt, throwing Tatis in there. Yeah, that, the other league that I'm in, I had both of those guys yeah. on my team. Yeah. And uh, so one was hurt. I put him on my IR or IL or what, whatever the proper phrase is. right. And, uh, and the other one played. And so I thought that worked out really well for my shortstop on the other in the other league. My bust is Brandon Crawford. A lot of people that I've played with really like him, like having him on their team. I've liked He's him the, in the past. I don't I'm I'm not I'm mad out. at it this year. I'm out on him. And like I said, O'Neill Cruz there is my uh my value pick. Uh before yeah, my, we get to my our, bust pick real quick, Tim Anderson. Oh, yeah, sorry. Of the Chicago Ooh, that's White Sox. All right. Mr. Jackie Robinson himself. (laughs) There's so much not to like about him. There's zero chance that he winds up on Team Wilson. This is a year that Tim Anderson could actually be of value. Um, He has not been in recent years. He's been drafted way higher than I was willing to take him. Um, Like I said, I kind of like the White Sox. I think they're a sneaky good team this year. 
Yeah. Um, I like Anderson some of their players. Tim Anderson, not it. Sure. I can understand not that. It. I can understand that. Okay. Before we... that, I wrote this down, hasn't played more than 123 games in the last four full seasons. So, wow. No. Yeah. That's yeah that makes it rough. Um, okay. Very good. Before we get to our draft picks, I want to talk about our articles real quick. I recently came out with a uh, Fantasy Shallows Part 2 where we talked about second baseman and how shallow the, the position it is. And I, I just want to mention, because you, you talked about uh, in your article one fascinating tidbit, I thought, and that was if, if you're taking uh, Max Muncy in the eighth round, I think you mentioned. Well, if you're taking Max Muncy in the eighth round, you probably shouldn't be playing fantasy baseball. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> or you should be in our league. <laughs> or you could be in our league, and that would be totally fine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's some interesting guys in there, but go check out that article. Fan belly up fantasy sports.com. Kevin continues to put out articles. What's the most recent one that you put out? Well, uh, I kind of went off script a little bit because uh, I saw that uh, fantasy basketball wasn't getting any love <laughs> from, uh, you know, our belly up cohorts. So I went ahead and I wrote it. And there's only two weeks left in the fantasy basketball regular season. So I wrote an article of the fantasy uh, players that you're going to want to get off the waiver wire coming down the stretch. So uh, that was posted just yesterday. Okay. And uh, so if you're in a fantasy basketball, which um, I, I am, and uh, so you want to check that out. And uh, so that was the latest one that I put out. And uh, uh, you could be relatively certain real certain that there'll be another baseball uh, article to come. Uh, we talked about shortstops. I'm going to have some guys that are going to be on my value team that we didn't talk about tonight that are going to be in that article. And we got lots of fantasy baseball articles up they right are. now. There's, uh, there are guys bringing on the sleeper. power. So get over there to fantasy, you know, fantasy.com. Cause there's a sleeper article on Yandy Diaz up right now. There is a, Five players I'll be watching closely by Ian Lemersall. We're going to have him on he the show. Some guys that uh, I was not watching, so that was interesting. Okay, uh, and then yeah, Kevin's got basketball on there. I thought I saw another baseball article, but anyways, uh, plenty on BellyUpFantasySports.com uh, right now. Make sure you go check it out, and we appreciate the support by the way of BellyUpFantasySports.com right. of this That's program right. as well. Um, so Kevin, we're, we're still going to do our fantasy, uh, draft order in just a second, but Kevin's on Twitter at Kevin six, two W I L S E A. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at sports stove. So for those of you who are not going to listen to our fantasy draft order, want to make sure we get that you in there before you shut off. down. You want to, this is must, must see TV, right? This is important. This is important. All right. So here we go. Our fantasy baseball league draft is on March 15th, 17th. I forget. It's on a Sunday, uh, March 17th. I think it is. Um, we'll do it live here on air. Me and Kevin will be live with you. We'll have other guys from the league jumping on throughout uh, the draft as well. And so we're going to go ahead and set that fantasy order and we do it live on the show. So that way nobody can say we cheated. And this year we've got um, a bingo uh, kind of thing that we're going to spin around, but I have to have it on the table or else it won't work properly. So here's what we're going to do. Kevin is going to pick a name of someone in our league. Then we'll spin the wheel, pull out the draft order, and set it that way. So, Kevin, pick anybody on the list. Who, who do you want to, to look All at? All right. So, you know, let's go with uh, Mike Brown. He's the uh, 
okay. co-founder and the reason why we're sitting here. So let's go ahead and, and go with him. All right, here we go. Yeah, Mike Brown, I'm going to spin the wheel. First one is out. Mike Brown is pick number three. Pick okay. number three for Mike Brown. We'll okay, let me, uh, get my pin so we can keep this straight. So yeah. number three. All right. So and 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 Mike will complain about it. He'll say we cheated and all that good <laughs> stuff as well. But that's, that's all right. You, you know, you can shoot us an email later. I can take it. All right. Uh, who's the next name we're going Let's for? Let's go with your dad. How about dad? My dad, Dale Stover, Stover on the list. And oh, I just lost it. Oh no, hang on. Sorry. Uh oh. Now this is real musty TV right here. Yeah, right now dad's gonna get mad at me for this one. He is pick number two. Number uh, two. Okay. Over pick number two. He won't be too upset about that unless I get number one or you get number one. That's when dad starts getting cranky. Uh, so, all right, good. So who's the next all right, name? So let's go with our defending champion, Dan D'Amico. Dan D'Amico. Oh no, I'm losing it again. I think I'm going the wrong way on that thing. Uh, number five for Dan D'Amico. Okay. The defending All champion. Right. Defending champion, middle of the pack right there. So I was hoping him and dad would be back to back because they had the debacle last year with that's the shutdown right. of ESPN. And... All intrigued the whole season. So yes. All, All right, right. Here's so the next one. Let's let's go ahead. Let's go with you. Me. Okay. Yeah. Well, we gotta make sure we get a good one then. All right, here we go. Um all right, here we go. Pick number 10. Okay, number that's, 10. that should work for you. I like it. I like being at the end of the draft. Uh, wouldn't have mind being a little bit earlier, but I'll take it there. I like that turnaround. The 10-11 spot's a good one to be in. And then the All problem right. is when you pick at that spot, you have no idea who's going to be on the board when you come back around because it's a long time to wait. <laughs> it is a long time to wait around. So. Let's go with a guy that was on our show many times last year, Mr. Nick Macaroni. Nick Macaroni. Macaronis. He is pick number nine. Nick Macaroni right. pick right. number nine. All like right. That. So uh, people don't think that we're totally faking this thing. Uh, how about me? All right. Craig. Kevin Wilson is next. By the way, I like having Nick uh, on each side of my picks. Because I, I kind of feel like I know where he's going to go on. when He's he's going to pick some homer picks. So I like having him around uh, around me as well. Yeah, All right, so we're doing Kevin Wilson this time. Going to Nick. You can be sure about that. All right, here we go. Kevin Wilson's pick is number seven. Okay. Okay, number I was hoping seven. it wasn't going to be number one because I knew no, I was going to do We that. definitely know that we're, you know, doing something underhanded. That's right. With number one. All right, so let's go with um, – Brennan Myers, one of our Brennan Myers, guys. brand new to the league this year. Brennan Myers, and he gets pick number one. All Congratulations, right, Brennan. Okay. Hey, so that works out for him. All now right, we'll see. So we'll see if he goes Otani or if he goes a different direction. It'll be a fun one. If he doesn't go Otani, just if you're watching this, oh, don't tell him. Okay. <laughs> you yeah, do, you, Brennan. You go out and get you a, a manual classe at number one. Okay, overall. a guy that, uh, let's see. Uh, how about Drew Childs? Drew Childs. He is pick number four. Okay. Drew Childs, pick number four. We haven't had a chance to really get to know Drew yet, so looking forward. No, me either. So, yeah, so if you're watching this, definitely shoot us some uh, 
Instagrammed or, or something. All right. All so right. we got so pick number go six with, and um, pick Brandon number six. Brown. Pick number six and pick number eight left. The only two that are left in here. And this is Brand, Brand, Brandon Brown. And he gets pick number six. Brandon Brown, pick number six. And the last guy, who are we missing? So Nathan. Oh, Nathan Newen. Checks in at number eight. Number eight. Nathan Newen, number eight on the picks as well. Uh, so congratulations, guys. Now we got a set. And like I said, this, this draft will be live on air uh, March 17th at 8 o'clock, normal fantasy baseball show time. And we're going to have these guys on at different rounds. We'll bring them on one at a time and talk to them as we're drafting, try to get a little bit of idea of what they're thinking, make fun of them for their picks, all those kinds of things um, as well. They'll be there. So, Kevin, next week we'll be back Sunday night, 8 o'clock. As always, uh, we're going to be covering outfield, and we'll talk some DH. We're not going to rank DH because – Everybody's listed as a DH these days, um, but we will talk a little bit about DH. But we're going to cover outfield next week and working on getting a guest lined up for next week as well. Uh, Kevin, I've already told him to get you on Twitter. Kevin62, W-I-L-S-E-A, bellyupfantasysports.com is where all the articles are. Anything else you need to plug? Oh, that's, you know, we, we've, you know, when you talk about complete coverage, right here is where you get it. All day. Well, not well, not every. I'm gonna say all day, every day. Not not every day, but uh, but every Sunday you get it. You get it. That's right. But uh, fantasy, as you mentioned, Belly Up Fantasy is there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So get over there and check it out. Very good. Uh, And then my show, the Sports Stove Podcast, will air on Wednesday night at eight o'clock. Me and Dad, we are starting our baseball breakdown this week. So we're gonna go division by division and break down each division, uh, leading us up to the baseball season. So make sure you tune into that. You can catch it wherever you get your podcast as well. Thank you to BellyUpFantasySports.com and to Righteous Felon. Don't forget to go to RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code BellyUp to get 15% off your purchase. Thank you to everyone who tuned in, uh, both live and later on in the podcast version as well. He's Kevin Wilson. I'm Vince Clover. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. See you there.